This episode is sponsored by Long Beach Transit. Campus parking lot full? Doesn't matter. Road bus. Car people problems don't have to be your problem with the Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit. Visit ridelbt.com slash CSUOB for more. Hello and welcome back to Teed Up, where everyone's a sports expert. The podcast that makes you care about sports. There you go. We are an original podcast created and produced by Long Beach Sports student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm Naoki. I'm Maddie G. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. This is a very, uh, again, it's going to a little bit of a different flow to what we normally do uh, because of some scheduling conflicts. We had to kind of uh, double record some days, and this is what this is one of those episodes. And um, today we have a very, very special guest, not just to, to the show, but to me and Maddie, spe- you know, specifically, and, and to everybody in the in the JPR department. Um, she's done since at the OZC Register USA Today, has been uh, a lecturer here at Long Beach for a very long time. <laughs> 19 years. 19? Mm-hmm. Almost as long as we've been alive. Right? Yeah. Almost. Almost. Um, so can everybody help me please give a very, very, very warm Tito welcome to Barbara Kingsley Wilson. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. We were supposed to have uh, another advisor here, Gary Metzger. <laughs> Something came up. Gary, what happened? It's okay. We'll, we'll get him on eventually. We'll get him on. He'll, he'll, he'll turn up eventually. You know where he is. You'll find him. That's true. That is very, very true. Uh, so one of the first things that we wanted to ask you is as a person who's been in the journalism game for a long time, and then also being here uh, as a lecturer for a long time, what do you look for in journalists and up and coming journalists? Uh, you mean skills and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you got to do things like write and produce and stuff, but it's almost the, the base thing is curiosity and wanting to know how something happened, why the game went the way it did, how that player became great, um, all that kind of stuff. That's the that's kind of the coin of the realm for for being a journalist in any you know news or sports or features or whatever. Yeah, and then I guess me being with the Daily Forty Nine er in general is kind of directly responsible because of you. You were the one who initially told me to apply for the sports editor position. Oh, really? Yeah, and so just like yeah, the skills. What is it that you really do see in journals, even before, I guess, they're on staff? Because you do 310. Which, you were in my 310? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't showing up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Maddie's actually been on teed up more than he's been to Barb's class. Yeah. So. There's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All noted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the attendance grade sometimes suffers. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um. I think you could write, mm-hmm. you know, and you and you knew your way around a story and you knew what questions to ask and you had that good base of knowledge, you know, because you, you know, you don't have to be a perfect writer, yeah. you know, um, you know, Charles Schultz, the guy who did Peanuts, he used to say, you know, cartoonists are sort of people. They can sort, they're sort of good artists. They're sort of good writers. They have to be clear and concise. And they're sort of good imagination, but they're not full-on artists. They're not full-on writers. They're not full-on crazy creators, but they put all that together. I think journalism is a little like that. you got to be a solid writer. you got to know how to ask questions, not be afraid to ask, um, and to want to know more and just really, really, really want to know and uh, be able to put it all together and work collaboratively and use critical thinking and do it on deadline. And that's, you know, and if you – you don't have to have all those at the same time, but you have to, you know, try to want to get better like mm-hmm. anything, like any other craft. How, how do you feel like the kind of 
the new wave of the multimedia aspect of journalism? How, how, how do you think one, how has that evolved over time and how vital do you think that it's become in the modern age of journalism? Like Twitter X, face, you know, yeah. Like well, photo Instagram. video podcasting, like being able to cover one topic in a variety of platforms. Well, yeah, you got to do that. You're supposed to tweet games, you know, and, or, you know, uh, uh, get out dis- little dispatches, you know, from the, from the performance, take pictures, um, you know, you got to, you know, put put out information while the game's going on. That's that's more of a thing. It's also gotten more opinionated and pithy, probably, you mm. know, with people, hot takes and, and stuff. And sometimes Twitter's fun to watch when, like, political debates are going on. It's yeah. like, oh, man, what, you know. <laughs> They'll show that Muppet with the typewriter, like going yeah. fast, like <laughs> the script with some crazy, you know, carry something crazy. Um, but that's true. It's sports Twitter is really fun too. Like when the Browns win, this is my team, you know, mm-hmm. you know, eternal frustration, you know, <laughs> center. Oh. Uh, I'm, you know, and they're winning. I love looking at Twitter because all the, you know, mm. all, and also, also the crushing defeats bring out humor too. Yeah. The, the humor is kind of the fun part, I think of social media and sports in particular. Um, it's, you know, there's, there's some funny stuff out there and, and, and you got to remember sports is entertainment, even yeah. though I, you know, it's crushed when the Browns lose and stuff, <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> when you think of the Browns, like who do you characterize as the mascot, the elf or the dog? <laughs> that is so interesting. Cause Yeah. They're, they're always been a unique team, mm-hmm. nothing on the side of the helmet, yeah. and they kept that. Yeah. Um, orange, you know, brown, white, um, black, I think, maybe. Sometimes. Yeah. But the dog thing came later. I guess the elf, but the elf's even a throwback. Mm. I like feel like I just heard about the elf recently because, yeah. like, this year yeah. they put on the field again, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's like, is this a fierce thing, you know, an elf? <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of goofy and, and easy to make fun of. But if they get good and start winning games, they'll forget, you know. But that's a, that's a throwback. That's an old thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think wow. it's so like 1954 is the debut of the elf. Yeah. The elf. Mm-hmm. Wow. Brownie the elf. Brownie I mean, the elf. I'm even old enough to remember when they started cheerleaders in Cleveland, and they had them in like wool and long skirts and Whoa. sweaters, and that that died fast because it was too cold. You know, <laughs> you can't. It's not like Dallas. You know. Yeah. Um. But that was a really long, really, really long time ago. Uh, you got your. You got both of your degrees and bachelor's and a master's in two separate Ohio <laughs> universities. What is the, so they reference, when you ever, anybody references Ohio State, it's the yeah, Ohio know, State. So what, what's, what's, what's up with that? What does uh, that, what's the meaning dude, of that? I don't know. <laughs> it's always, that's what I <laughs> always heard. They're a little heard. pretentious. You see <laughs> on the buildings there, the Ohio State University. And when you're a freshman or even like me going to grad school, it was cool. Okay. Know, the big stately buildings, really old, you know, started in the 1870s. I don't know. They tried to um, copyright the, didn't they? they and did. they got like so much blowback for really? it. Really? You know? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Which they deserved. Come on. Yeah. You know. But I went to Ohio- I went to s- smaller and tucked in the hills of Appalachia, Ohio University for undergrad, and then Ohio State later. And there, Ohio State's fun. It's fun to go to those games every Saturday. I mean, every other Saturday, you know. There you go. It's, yeah. Were you on the, what is it called, the, the tailgating? Were you tailgating no, for Ohio State games? that's all the hot shots. <laughs> they, you know, I just couldn't get over that. They'd sit in their trailers and not leave and not even go to the game. they just yeah, sit like in the their trailers thing. and watch it. I'm like, why do you even pull up? But I guess they're hanging out and talking to people and, 
you know, smoking brats and drinking beer and stuff. Barbecuing? Talking, yep, and talking Buckeyes, you know. Ooh. They're a little crazy. But I, I do like the Buckeyes, too, even though they're so big. It's, it's There's so much. We've been talking about doing, like, a dirt bags tailgate because there's no tailgating atmosphere here. No, that's true. We need that. We do. We, I've been, like, one tailgate ever, and it was to pick up the trash beforehand, and that's how I got to go to the game. <laughs> was, like, oh, a little thing for, like, Oregon versus, like, UCLA, I think, in, like, middle school, and they're, like, you pick up trash, UCLA will give you a free ticket to go watch Oregon. Oh, well, that was pretty cool. It was cool. You got to watch, like, the second half only, but it was worth it. <laughs> We're going to start small, you know. I love it. Yeah, we we got to tailgate. We got to start that. Mm-hmm. We got to start that up pretty soon. Uh, we, we talked about this just before we recorded. Uh, you teach yoga. You're, yes. you're a big yoga. I'm a big yes. yoga person. Maddie said he's I do a, yoga on and off. Yeah, on Thursday Thursdays. nights. We're supposed to having the meeting. Yes. Maddie does yoga. <laughs> uh, what what started that for you, your yoga journey? Huh. I was vacationing with friends, and we were trying all these classes, and Pilates, and yoga, and I just took to it right away. And it was in Colorado. And and I said, I went to the teacher right away. I just loved it. And, and I said, where can I do this? Do I have to watch videos? He goes, where do you live? Southern California. He said, oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> There's a million places to go there. And this was a little while ago. But then I took to it right away. The mind-body thing, the you know, the breath, the awareness. Um, it was great. I loved it. And, and then I taught it. I learned to teach it, you know, many, many years later. But I love yoga. Why do you like yoga? My, my mom yeah. made me do it. Why? No, I'm just kidding. No, um, my my mom has been doing yoga for a very long time. Like okay. since I, for as long as I can remember, uh, she's been doing it. I did hot yoga once, like mm-hmm. in like this steam room. wasn't for me. I was like uh, the the child's pose the whole time and just like drinking my own like sweat, like tr- dripping from my stomach to my face. Um, that's that's intense. It's intense. Uh, one of the I mean one of the benefits that I've I've seen is like been a really good way to start my day like wakes up my body Mm -hmm. it's been really good for my the recovery from all of the injuries that i've had in years past Mm -hmm. and it's just like like a uh i i practice in in manhattan beach so like right as i look straight there's like a big window i just see the ocean it's like i just see the ocean the palm trees i see the pier people surfing so it's just like there's like the the vibe of it is just the whole atmosphere around it has been really it's like it's so soothing for me. And I, that's why I like doing it. That must be, that's great. I mean, can you do things, hard things like wheel and, you know, and no, I'm not the inverted, I'm, you I'm, know, the, I've done a, I can do three back bends like mm. the, like the table. Oh, okay. Yeah. But after that, I, I have to like lay down for a second. I got to yeah. like catch my breath. Yeah. Um, good for you. That's great though. It's been good. Um, what would you say has been throughout your career? What's your craziest sports journalism like story that you have? Or experience. Hmm. They're like. Uh, um, I had a few. Because I'd covered my, you know, when I started out, I was playing covering minor league baseball. And I told this, I don't know if it was in your class, though. I think so, maybe. It was about the one player, right? He threw the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> um, I was covering, let's see, AAA Rochester Red Wings. Um, and it was, I was right out of college and I hadn't covered that much baseball. (laughs) And, um, it was just a game. I was up the press box, like always. And all of a sudden, you know, this player for the other team, the main guides popped out, but the 
bat left his hand and went into the stands and knocked the bridge work out of two older ladies. One was older, one was middle, you know. Yeah. And they they were bleeding and running up the um, stairs to, you know, and, and like, what's going on? You know, it was bad. Yeah. And um, so it took me a little bit to figure out what happened, but that player was a big prospect, Corey Snyder. Mm. And he um, – that he it looked like he just threw it and it went in the stands. Uh-huh. Um, and they went about charging him. Really? Like with assault. It was like on purpose, not just like it a, a it swing. It made it sound like it, but yeah. I but it it kind of looked like that. And then I had to then all of a sudden I was like a news reporter, so I had to do a news story, and I hadn't ever done one. Uh huh. So I had to go find him in his hotel room. I can't remember how I did that, though. Somebody may have told me where, knock, knock, where his <laughs> room was. And I talked to him, and he was very, I was surprised he talked to me. It was like 7 in the morning. He'd probably been awake all night. Mm-hmm. Talked to the police and his, you know, manager and stuff like that, you know, teammates. And um, and then I, he talked to me. He said the bat got stuck on his glove. I think oh, on the tar uh, yeah. or the whatever you call it. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the pine tar. The pine tar the on there. Them. Yeah, and went up in the stands and really hurt those ladies. And um, so I had to be, you know, like, oh, okay, okay. So I had to write about the the, the court stuff, which I wasn't used to, and it made me realize I didn't want to be a sports writer all my life because <laughs> I wanted to learn about this other stuff. Yeah. You know? And um, they, I think they dropped the charges eventually, but they, they sued him and they got a settlement out wow. of the main guides. I forget which what was the parent um I can't remember the parent um team for that. Uh-huh. But for Rochester it was Baltimore, but I can't remember what Maine was. Oh it was Cleveland it was Cleveland Indians then. Whoa. Corey Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. Corey I looked Schneider. him up and he did play for the Indians it looked yeah. like he was a big prospect and he had a decent career with, with them. They weren't so good then. But Dang. but yeah he w- but it was that was one of the weirder ones. I had other weird ones. If you if you if you give me a minute, I might think of it. But that was one of the weirder ones early yeah. on in my career. That's crazy. As far as like covering collegiate sports and then transitioning into the professional world, what's that like? And then especially for you, I guess, doing minor league baseball, where everyone hears about how brutal minor league baseball is for the players. So I can only imagine like what it's like for a journalist. Yeah, especially there weren't any women mm-hmm. really, yeah. hardly any. And so, oof, yeah, I had a couple stories with that. There was. <laughs> I haven't told my students this yet, but I I did have a thing where one of the managers didn't like me and mm-hmm. threw, slammed the door in my face and stuff like that. And I mean, I'll make a really long story short, but he yelled at me and called me all these names before the game in front of all the players. They were sitting in their stirrup socks with nothing else to do but listen to the whole thing. And, Whoa. you know, that sucked, you know. Um, but But then I came back and he was a really brutal vulgar man you know and he wasn't very popular and they lost with Mm -hmm. him um and so i i came back that night and some of the players looked at me like i can't believe you're here (laughs) you know yeah but i just asked who would i talked to who would talk to me it's stunk you know but i did come back and he wouldn't talk to me for a long time but then the end of the season he did wow and anyway i enlisted him he was gone and i they had a new manager and and I and I stick stuck around. I guess the, the the thing I took from that is, you know, that stunk and didn't like it. Yeah, and I hated it. And I had never talked about it except for right now. Oh, uh, but I'm getting exclusive. But, you know, 
<laughs> but uh, there's more to it than that. But, oh. but uh, you know, I just kept going. And, yeah. and maybe somebody talked to him or maybe whatever, but... But I, but I, I stayed. He didn't, and, yeah. and I kept doing my thing. You know, with like having a beat, how do you manage being, I guess, critical but fair, and then also dealing with like the coach's ego? Most I remember when I was covering college football for my community college, like we were terrible, and every article I was having to rip the team because they're throwing for like forty yards a yeah. game offensively, and the coach just hated me by the end of the season. Like, yeah, he would stop giving me interviews, just run off the field. <laughs> yeah. I think I did some of that too because yeah. the team was bad mm-hmm. and I was, you know, a, a, a sports writer who was yeah. learning her craft and creative, mm-hmm. find creative ways to say they're terrible yeah. and suck. And uh, so they didn't like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't like it was from a woman and I was probably still learning and stuff. But that that is hard. But you kind of, it is good to be fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, columnists can pour it on, Plashke and some of the others. They can, they can say almost anything, yeah. you know. Um, but they've built a reputation and, and all this kind of stuff. Is you 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 want to be you want to tell it like it is without mm-hmm. laying it on too thick. Yeah. I would think. And knowing your stuff and listening and yeah. yeah, I mean, what did you think? What did you learn doing it? I stopped being as critical. I think like with sports, you always hear like like you were talking about the hot take and being more critical. So it's always mm-hmm. like one coach's blunders, another coach's success, just like ripping into the team. But then with community college especially, I noticed, like, the players themselves, you can't hold us accountable. It's, like, okay. such a different level than even here. Um, like, a community college athlete, they wanted so much more, like, not talking about their stats. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, a side thing. It's not Almost, a real yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, even here, I feel it sometimes where it's, like, we don't want to be super critical of our athletes. Mm-hmm. But if you're writing at, like, a, say, USC I feel like they have a little more levels to talk mm-hmm. about, like Caleb Williams having a bad game. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you wonder, you want to, you want to tell it like it is. Yeah. Like I had a, a well, I interned with Mary Kay Cabot, who's the Cleveland Browns beat writer, and she's done it for decades. Mm-hmm. And she tells it like it is. She's not snarky. Yeah. Um, she doesn't let her, you know. Sometimes people like to s- see themselves and look how clever I am, and mm-hmm. she's not like that. She's pretty straight. Um, but she tells she doesn't pull punches either. You know, wow. you can't, you know, the fans won't let you, if you're, if you're a suck up, the fans are going to be like, yeah, we don't, why would I read this or watch this? Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 Especially if like the Browns, I guess you could go like when Tim couch was the quarterback, like yeah. just run like headlines, calling him a couch potato, just different <laughs> things. Oh, They're brutal there. <laughs> they just have no patience, but they want it that, you know, Super Bowl so bad. Mm-hmm. They've never even been to one, you know? I was hearing something recently about Boston sports market and how in the Boston sports market, they're allowed to be so much more hardcore. Like the fans mm. don't like you if you suck up at all. Yeah. And they're like, want you gone. Yeah. Yeah. I was like their commentator and he was talking about how he needs to be hypercritical. Have you been to Boston? Oh, it's a, such a good sports town. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So many Celtics universities. Fan. So, you know, there's love their sports. It would have been so fun to be there in like 2004 when they won the World Series mm-hmm. for the first time in 80 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, or, or the entire like 80s in basketball when they're playing the Lakers oh, every yeah. every other year. Oh, yeah. It's that's, just, that's my dream to work in Boston for the Celtics. That's my dream. Such a great sport. I want to be town. there. It is. I, yeah. I want to go visit. I want I want to go once to visit and then move out there to work. Yeah. I'm taking T up to Boston. <laughs> On the road. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. Live from the garden. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Uh, you published a book uh, oh. in 2015. It's long, 
Long Beach State, a, a brief history. Mm-hmm. Talk uh, talk to us about about that book and are we should we be expecting like a like an updated version yeah, of your they, book pretty I'm soon. I'm finishing another one for the university. But yeah, I love history. I love origin stories. I do anything for time machine, like anything, <laughs> just to see how they lived a hundred years ago or two hundred. Um, so anyway, I was looking around at little history books and. I saw one for Dominguez Hills and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Where's the one for Long Beach State? And they're like, no book. <laughs> they don't have anything. So I just wrote it and I just researched it and um, it was it was fun. I just, you know, how it was so crazy. They started an apartment house here and, you know, they, they didn't have enough. They, you know, they were banging hammers and, you know, laying concrete when classes were starting. It was just Whoa. nuts. They had them in like, you know, the bedrooms and garbage and excuse me um laundry rooms of the apartments it was just nuts you know wow. and and just how that grew to a big college you know yeah. that gets a lot of people apply to it but just all the, the 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 or this that old stuff really interests me and i just love local history of this area los angeles california you know all that stuff and so that's part of that and now i'm doing a history picture book Ooh. for the university it'll come out next year Oh, and stay, we're in the editing phase. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Watch out for that book when it drops. <laughs> and then you know. Another piece of just like your written work was a story that caught my eye was the sporting life interviews of Jordanian women athletes. Just what is that about? And just like, how did you kind of get that pitch? Uh, boy, remind me of what that was. I went to Jordan in, ni- in <laughs> yeah. the 90s. Yeah. It uh, just says along oh. 1995 women's conference, women of sports conference in Egypt. Oh, yeah, I did. (laughs) When I was in grad school, I was looking for the next adventure, Mm -hmm. and I applied um, for a – have you heard of Fulbright's? Like, the Fulbright Overseas Scholarship. They're very prestigious. They're like six months long. This was like a shorter version of of that. Some people call it a half-bright. But Uh they – where you go and do research, Mm -hmm. and they have these – fellowships. So there was one for Jordan, which I'd never been to. I'd been to the Mideast a little bit, but not Jordan. So I applied for it and said, I want to study women in sports. And, and I got it, but then I had already started the register. So I did take a leave and say, look, I know I just started here, but I want to take a leave. <laughs> but on the bright side, you won't have to pay me for three, four months, you know? Oh, wow. And they're like, okay. So I went and that's, I did a, a paper mm-hmm. and a professor I met translated it into Arabic for me, bless mm-hmm. him, and presented it at the conference for me because yeah. I couldn't have done it. It was yeah. all in Arabic. But it was about how how women try to do sports in Jordan. And, you know, everybody talks about the hijab. How do you do that? You mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know, Westerners get really fixated on that kind of stuff. But it talked about sports and how they're trying to grow sports in Jordan and, um, this was a while ago, so I don't know what people would say now, but they, mm-hmm. but it was kind of frowned on. Some women would be like, why do you want to do that? You mm-hmm. know, their parents would say, or yeah. their, you know. And so I had to talk about their how they would try to do that. And and they would. There were there was sports, but it was different yeah, yeah, yeah. from here and different from some other countries. But this women were very dedicated and the men weren't always very supportive. And then you we, we talked about this kind of throughout the semester. You have a, a fantasy football league with your family. <laughs> so oh, let's just do a little check-in right now. I, I know this is not going to come out for a little while, so this might be slightly outdated, but mm-hmm. how, how are you doing in your league? I am winning 
Ooh. this four-person league. Um, oh, four people. <laughs> big four-person league, let's mm-hmm. see. Right now, I have a five and three record. I'm at the top. Oh, and then first place. Yeah, okay. right. So, so um, keep your fingers crossed. Sorry. What's the name of the league? Do you have like a like a like a yeah, like a funny name for the league or the team? Uh, my son put it together. Long Beach Le- oh, is this Long Beach League 2023? That's kind of I don't know if that's it or not. I think mm-hmm. it is. I'm just Team BK. We just have four. It's just mm-hmm. small. They're all in other leagues. Most of them are all in other leagues too. Yeah. But I just okay one. But I'm actually paying attention to this one, and when there's a cue by the name, I <laughs> sub them out <laughs> that, instead of ignoring it, yeah. <laughs> like I did, because <laughs> I just didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. This time I am. Oh but. my gosh, I forgot to update my my FPL yeah. team to fantasy Premier League. Uh, guys, drop in the comments some funny names for Barb's Barb's family's <laughs> fantasy football league. Some yeah. funny, put some funny names in the yeah, comments. Yeah, my son. Yeah, I'll send it to my son Drew. He's the league commissioner. And then I just want to ask one last question. So then how did you get here to Long Beach State? What was that like? Like how did this working here come about? What did I do? Oh, yeah. Um, I was at the register. And then what was I doing? Let's see. I was part-time. And then I was always interested in teaching. And I had a master's degree. And some friend knew I was interested. And she said, USC has an opening. Somebody quit at the last minute. And so I sent my resume. I was on maternity leave. Mm. And um, I said I could teach one of the classes. There was two available. And um, and they said, and then back and forth, back and forth, we'll give you both. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so then I was teaching there, and somebody I knew, and I liked it, and somebody I knew recommended me for a job over here for advisor. Mm. And... Because I worked with her, but she also had connections up here. And that's, I wasn't even keen to start. I was like, I'm, I'm okay being a reporter and working part-time. That's, but then I decided that might be a good thing and might be a good little adventure. And now, so, and now you're here. And the rest is local history. No, <laughs> just <go>. personal history. <laughs> and, and now you're here, and we're very, very glad that you are here. We're very happy. <laughs> uh, before we close out the show, Barb, do you want uh, anything to say you want to say to the people? Um, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks for all your hard work. It's cool to see this little enterprise go, go, <laughs> go on. So thanks for inviting me. Thank Aww. you for, thank you for coming along. So it was very fun. We're just, and like I said, we can't, we cannot thank you enough, just not for the people in this room, but for all of us here in the Fort Niner and the department for everything that you and all of the advisors have done for us. Um, and all the ones that have come before us. So, uh, it's people like you that have allowed us to, to have, motivation and inspiration to get advising from you guys right guys that have been doing this for a long 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 time and um i can't it'll be it would be bad of me to say that like really like you you, there's not enough credit in this world to give Mm -hmm. for what you guys have done for us so um thank you thank you nick that's very sweet thank you and it's it's so fun all the energy and stuff that students bring to the enterprise is, is really great. And that's what keeps advisors going, I think, and teachers. So thank there you. you.
And we want to thank you for joining us on this very, very special episode of Teed Up. Thank you to our video editor, Stephen Matthews, and our producer, Aiden Swampool, as well as our multimedia editor, Al Nicklin. If you want to stay up to date on the latest in Long Beach State sports, check out our website, daily49er.com, and follow us on socials at daily 49 er We would also like to thank our sponsor, Long Beach Transit. The next time your friend is going on about high gas prices, hit him with a doesn't matter road bus, because car people problems just aren't your problem with the Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit. Visit rideobt.com slash CSUOB for more. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you on the next one. Cheese!